0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard There's been an overreaction to Sunday's Old Firm win According to Ryan Christie Rangers are raging Saminovic hasn't been cited like Flanagan But 3X refs didn't think the Celtic man had a case to answer And Shelley Kerr announces her World Cup squad But are we closing in on a new manager for the men's team? I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me tonight is Stevie Smith and Mark Guidi Yeah and it appears Gordon that Steve Clark has emerged as the red hot favourite To be announced as Scotland international team manager Next week So it could well be His final game For Kilmarnock At home to Rangers On Sunday At Rugby Park And if they get the result They need That could secure European football For Kelly And for Rangers And for the supporters Have they calmed down yet Over that decision uh, Yesterday To ban John Flanagan We'll find out In the next two hours Stevie Smith joins us This evening Stevie uh, There aren't many cities In the world Where a derby Would have three And four And five And six And seven day fallouts But that's where we're at And uh, people are still Looking back At the football side of it And some of the Talking points as well They certainly are Um, I was actually at the game And First and foremost Rangers were excellent Within that Um, They thoroughly deserved Their win um, I think the previous Old Firm game in December They won it through Being physical um, But I think Stephen Gerrard alluded to it After the game They actually won this one With a bit of quality as well Which was um, which is good For their point of view That's Stevie Smith Joining Mark Guidi This evening what, what did we learn At the weekend Mark You know it's a couple of days on now So the, perhaps the Intricacies of, of what went on In the 90 minutes Are, are moving into the distance What about the bigger picture Uh Rangers are, are in it they're, they're there And um, you know They don't look Too far away But um, It's going to be about, It's easy thing to say It's going to be about Recruitment Gordon In, in terms of what Both squads do Because there, there could well be As many as Five, six, seven changes On both sides So The teams that started Or the teams that finished The game there on Sunday I think will be almost Unrecognisable As to the, to the starting lineups for the For the new season At the start of August But certainly It was a marker for Rangers, a good confidence booster for them. And if they ever needed it, just a wake-up call for Celtic to say, yeah, people might think 9-10 in a row is a formality. It's not a formality. It's about hard work, as the Celtic players have known. It's what they've had to do the past eight years. So I think in terms of the competition for our game in Scotland, uh, I think it was, a, it was a good result. Let's hear from you. 0141 That is the number you need. And if you would rather tweet, then we are at Clyde SSB. We could very well be moving towards a new Scotland manager properly, moving towards it within the next coming days. So give us your thoughts on that. We'll probably do that a bit later on. But let's hear from Ryan Christie first. He believes the reaction to Celtic's defeat to Rangers has been completely over the top. The midfielder watched the defeat at Ibrox on TV as he recovers from injury. He says it's all about the bigger picture. Sense that after the weekend, a few of the boys are obviously frustrated from from the game, and obviously we wanted to kind of go out there and prove a point. But like I said, fair to Rangers, they uh, you know it wasn't to be, and they were the better team of the day and deserved the win. You know, especially after all firms, it all gets kind of blown out of proportion straight away. And you saw that with a couple of comments, and um, you know from their side, and um, that Glasgow's blue and that kind of stuff. And um, you know, I think when you kind of look look at it now, you know we're we're going into the last two weeks, and we've got a trophy day and a cup final to look forward to, and you know they certainly don't have that. So um, I think at the weekend, Glasgow will definitely be green and white, that's for sure. Yeah, it's nothing like like stoking it up <laughs> and uh, and keeping it going. Yeah, but what he's saying, true. You know, as much as it was a it was a, a setback and a deserved victory for for Rangers, 
what Rangers now need to go and show that they can actually do it when it matters and that's what Celtic did in the second half of the season that was their first defeat the amount of last minute winners they get some people would say oh it's fortunate and they're lucky but I'm sure the Stevie agrees no it's actually good professionalism to keep going to the final minute when you look at Kilmarnock, Hearts etc Dundee so there's six points right away that was gained by keeping going to the last minute even though they weren't playing um, overly well but um, yeah listen this is uh, this Sunday will be a chance for Celtic to celebrate and enjoy the moment enjoy the day for the previous hard graft of the uh, the nine or ten months that have gone by and then one Sunday's out of the way Monday morning they get down to the real business of trying to clinch the treble treble Stevie Smith Ryan Christie believes the reaction's been over the top what would you have to say to that? I think the reaction comes from the manner of the, the defeat um, I think one thing you would expect from any Lennon Celtic team would be that they would show that passion the hunger and the desire and one second balls and that's the department they actually fell down on um, and Rangers were excellent at that so I think it was more the manner of defeat that, that caused the reaction um, again Neil Lennon is the interim manager so it's a difficult situation he's working with Brendan Rodgers these players and but the players body language for me wasn't great either um, so it was it was a really disappointing day for Celtic and I, I understand the reaction 0141951 that is the number you need so let's hear from you Angus is first up in Paisley hi Angus hello how are we doing good thanks what's on your mind uh, what's on my mind you think Rangers have won the league they've won a drop a second place have they won a trophy so what's a hullabaloo they've only won their own games what do you mean by hullabaloo well they're saying this, the way they're going on just now you think they'd win the league who I mean who in particular what what, what in particular has annoyed you what do you think over the in top in general in general all what you're hearing or reading in the papers that you think they'd actually win the league mm. they're second place they're winners up but, but why they should they won that, anything why, why does it bother you Angie? you shouldn't let it bother you uh, uh, it doesn't bother me it bothers me the fact they're getting coverage because they're runners up yeah, but, but uh, uh, you should focus on your own team the fact that yeah you no, lost I'm, the game I'm, on it, Sunday it, but it no, we're losing the game on Sunday. Mm. Would you rather have three points or three trophies? Oh, I think I think oh, most would would acknowledge that. that, Mark Guidi. Is this yeah. is is any any satisfaction, any delight from a Rangers perspective? Not just about about the progress that they feel they've made, about an excitement for next season. I think everyone knows they've, they've not won a trophy. Yeah, but but what you have to take when you don't win a trophy, uh, when you've not made a cup final, etc., etc., then you have to look. To find ways of, 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 of being encouraged for next season And Sunday definitely gave Ranger, Rangers that Their management, their players, their, their supporters You think, right, okay, this season overall When you look at it, there's been progress made But you would still put it down as a disappointment Because you've lost the league with six games to go You've not made a cup final Yes, there was progress in, in Europe So you try to find something and say, right, okay What can we do to think that we can actually make a proper go this next, next year And the fact that they've won six games in a row Offers that Encouragement And if they can go to Kilmarnock On Sunday Which is going to be a real tough game On the AstroTurf Against an excellent Kilmarnock team Then Again I think it shows uh, The right signs But Like I said It'll be There's a lot of changes to come um, yeah. At Rangers during the summer So it's really hard to gauge Until we see the squad At the start of the, the season But certainly On the The evidence of Of Sunday Then Rangers are going to be Major players But From a Rangers point of view I don't think it's any good to say it's about challenging now. It's actually now about overtaking them and doing it for real because it's got to that crunch year that Rangers are mm. dreading 
And Celtic are aiming for And second best next year Absolutely Is not good And he knows it It'll cost the manager his job You don't win the league next season Stephen Gerrard won't survive Stevie Smith Where is the line between Being being pleased from a Rangers perspective As many fans and people inside the club are And and not letting that get, get carried away Because I mean, we had a caller last night Who said in his opinion Rangers didn't even need to add anything And, and they could win the league next season which, which by the way might be the case but Stephen Gerrard wouldn't like to hear that, I'm sure, because you always want to try and improve and, and build. Stephen Gerrard's not daft. I think he knows that, that Rangers still need to improve. Um, but I think what there is at, at Rangers just now is a, a belief and everyone's pulling in the same direction and, and they've now got a manager that everyone's fully behind. Um, you felt that in the stadium at the weekend. Um, and it's more an excitement towards next season. And again, as Mark said, I think next season it's not about improving, it's about going and showing it and going and showing mm. you can win a trophy. That's the next stage and I think... That's the, the belief there is now with the fan base That they can next year go and win that trophy uh, So Angus you're a Celtic fan I assume by the tone of your call That you're not you're not concerned You, you don't think there's any real danger of Rangers catching you next season Because no, I tell you you don't have any money you spent Well I mean listen but you, you can still shop wisely can't you Morelos is the top scorer in, in the Premiership yes, He only that, cost a million good. pounds but how, many, how many games does he cost Rangers the games? Or in discipline? Yeah, of course, of course. But I'm just talking about if you, if you spend money wisely. Well, Glenn Kamara, f- fifty grand for Glenn Kamara, Angus. The point is, the, it's not all about the total amount. It's about how you yeah. use it. Yeah. Yes, it's very true, very true. But you could see that when Celtic bought, uh, oh, the wee man that scored at Ibrox, uh, it was a two hundred and fifty thousand uh, inside left. Lubo Marachi. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, there was a guy that nobody had heard of, and he came here and set the hell on fire. Exactly, so that's you're all. You're very true. That's what I'm saying. You're very true. What you're saying is how you spend your money. Of course, yeah. <laughs> Twenty years ago, <laughs> no, but it's a, it's a good example. No, I, because no, I've always said that it's not. Listen, the more money you've got, the better chance it gives you. But it's also about how you spend the money. Okay, so if I, if I want to go back twenty years, Rangers spent twelve million quid in Tory Andrew Flo nineteen years ago. Um, Celtic spent six million quid on Raphael Shite. When was that? 20 years ago as well Nearly But then you've, you've got a, a Lubo Maravci At 300 grand You've got a, a Ryan Kent On loan It's all about Using your contacts And getting people to come And say listen I've got one for you I've got a gem And that's where Mark Allen And whoever gets the job At Celtic His opposite number Apart from the two mm-hmm. managers Obviously Those two guys For the next 10 weeks 12 weeks Will be the two most important people At the football club Because it rests on them to go and do the wheeling and dealing Listen the same goes for every club in the world Stevie You, you do need value f- for money So for, for Rangers I guess in the summer It's about maybe a loan like Ryan Kent Or a, or a purchase like Glenn Kamara And trying to have as few of the, the Gresdas And the McCauleys And the, the ones that haven't quite clicked as possible I think when you look at the, the actual Rangers team from the weekend You look at James Tavernier was a 250 grand Ryan Jack free transfer Scott Arfield free transfer Ryan Kent in loan Jermaine Defoe in loan So there is value out there If you know the right people And you've got the right contacts So I don't think it's about Spending huge amounts of money It's about getting the right players in At the right time David's in the Gorbals Hi David Hi how you doing uh, Hi guys uh, Just uh, a couple of points A wee bit of a backup To what that, that previous call said I do think there has been A wee bit over there I think there's Being Celtic twice this season Even though it's kind of Draw over the course of the season But to be honest It's to be expected it's to be understood We did it in the 90s when we won the last game or we won a cup tie or whatever we felt that was us and that was a sign that we were going to, going to come back uh, so you know what I, I would rather be in their position than their position 
uh, and get into the summer as well. Uh, it's all about trusting the club that, that they're going to recruit pro- properly. And the first point of that is, is the manager, whoever's going to be in charge. Um, I know Mark's saying there about the, uh, whoever's going to be the head of recruitment or whatever, but that can't come before the managers in place. There's got to be a, some sort of relationship there. But I just want to see if the guy seen to be in the, the daily record, the list of possible candidates and the likelihood of getting the job. And if anybody, possibly specifically Mark, given his place in, in Scottish Press, about how who he feels will get the job or is most likely to get the job. Mark, the longer it goes on, David Wright, the, the, the list now, and we're getting new names added by the day. Yeah. What are you making of it? Uh, well, look, I, I'll, I'll, I'll stick to what I've said for the past. 10, 11 weeks however long it's been that, that Neil Lennon's been in charge probably longer than that now I think Neil Lennon at the moment remains in the driving seat it wouldn't surprise me if Celtic have had conversations with, with maybe with agents and, and different mediators I think that's their duty to go and do that and Neil Lennon would expect that and I would still expect Celtic to go through some sort of shortlist process but not before the cup final you've got to give Neil Lennon his place and no distractions it's an important 10 days coming up for the club after that I think you know anything goes in terms of how Celtic want to conduct their business. I would still say that Neil Lennon remains in the driving seat. If Celtic lose the cup final to Hearts, I think Neil Lennon is, is probably ruled out of the equation. So it's vital for him that they win the game and then he takes his chances against the two or three other guys on the shortlist. I don't know, listen, there's different names every day. What was the two I heard today? Claudio Ranieri and Sean Dyche. So there's two new ones popped up today. I don't think certainly they'll be Claudio Ranieri. Sean Dyche got a heavy um, compensation fee involved um, Rafa Benitez I think would be a fantastic candidate I think his salary rules him out he's a minimum 100 grand a week he'll get that anywhere he wants down south and abroad so I think that rules him out I think realistic challengers to Neil Lennon for a variety of reasons Steve Clark we think is getting the Scotland job that would rule him out for me it's a it's a David Moyes it's a Michael O'Neill it's people like that I think they are, are very much Chris Hutton, had he not had the final six weeks of the season at Brighton, Chris Hutton could have been a candidate, but I don't think he'd be a, a, a candidate now. But um, I think there's some very good ones out there, but still at the moment, I would still say Neil Lennon's in the driving seat. What are your own thoughts, David? Well, my, my, the, I've been saying to say one that my, my first choice, realistic choice, would be Rafa Benitez, and I accept Matt's point that there's a financial issue there regarding his package and regarding it and what he would work for transfer funds. But we were told that about Brendan Rodgers also. But yeah. I think if it's going to boil down to the cup final, um, then I don't. That, that I think that would be woefully risky uh, for the Celtic board if we're going to boil it down to just one game. I don't think that's been the case. But you've got to look at Nielsen still when he came in. Yes, he came in. He helped us. He steadied the ship. He knew the club. That was that was great. Then he didn't know when he was out a job. He wasn't even doing this. It, it's been it's been spun a wee bit as if he's done this as uh, this massive favour. But it was out of work, and he got a chance to come back to win another two trophies. Uh, but his tactical choices over the past few weeks have just been questionable because he's wanted to play a game that that team simply does not suit, and that was evident on Sunday. Again, on Sunday now, and I realise that you could see Rangers are a bit more to play for that sort of thing. But still, I just don't think we've got it right. Well, he's got it wrong more often than he's got it right, and he's not been able to change it. And just- yeah, sorry, David. I was just gonna, I was just gonna ask Stevie Smith. Do you understand those concerns, Stevie? Because Rangers deserve praise for the way they they played. Um, but I don't think David's alone and been a bit surprised at how not only Celtic performed but how they set up as well. And that's the bit that always reflects on the manager. I think it is. But again, I go back to the point I made about 
you expect a Neil Lennon side, especially in an old firm game, to show the passion and the desire and the hunger. That's the first thing that you would associate with Neil Lennon. Um, you can question him tactically, but I think in that game, that's the one thing you would expect from a Celtic team. And they were miles off it. Again, they lost every first ball, they lost every second ball. So that's the thing for me that, that Celtic fans should be worried about is that they didn't show any passion. Mm. There was no hunger, there was no desire to go and actually win the game. And, and when the chips are down, um, they get found wanting. I mean David kicked off there Mark by talking about Rangers nine in a row period And he's saying he understands it Because he's been there Where yeah. Celtic won the final games Old firm games of the season And they thought oh that's us mm-hmm. And then the next season rolled around And Rangers won the title again Do you remember yeah. that, that yeah, time? Yeah of course yeah that, that that period Remember it all, all well all, all during Rangers nine in a row period So yeah there, there is that Like I say when you win an old firm game you celebrate it, you know, you don't think that, oh, let's not celebrate it because we're going to lose the league, or let's not celebrate it because Celtic have won the league by 10 points, you know what I mean? You celebrate it because it's a here and now, you've beaten your biggest rivals, of course you've got to celebrate it, and of course it gives you that that belief that, you know what, we, we're actually no far away, we're just two or three right good players away from stopping nine in a row, and I can totally understand that. Likewise, Celtic say, yeah, it's fine, you won, but you couldn't win when, when it mattered. You know, you couldn't beat Hibs, and you couldn't beat... Dundee you couldn't beat Aberdeen When it actually mattered When you had to go and produce a result To really put the pressure on You couldn't go to Kilmarnock After beating Celtic in the last day of the season Before the, the, the winter break First game back Couldn't do it So that that would give Celtic comes and say, Yeah well, actually you know, we, we'll be fine We're only two or three away mm. From still keeping Rangers at arm's length uh, Okay we're going to speak to Gav in Drumchapel next As we were on air last night We were discussing the John Flanagan Charge. We were discussing Jozo Suminovic and the fact that he wouldn't be facing a similar charge. Then that statement came out from Rangers very strong whilst we were on air. And now we know a little bit more about the process. So we'll touch on that and speak to Gavin from Chapel next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Great results for Scottish accident and injury victims for 40 years. Stevie Smith and Mark Guidi are here Give us a call or send us a tweet At Clyde SSB What are we? Sideshow Bob has tweeted in to say Guys, i seen that Claudio Ranieri Had been linked with the Celtic job No thanks I would take Billich though uh, Michael Dean's not happy My example of Kamara being good business He says Was Kamara good value at 50k When he put Rangers out the cup With a pass to Niall McGinn? Do it when it counts Then we have a conversation Sorry Michael Just thought we'd bring it up After the weekend You know, you know Take that uh, 1419511025 Is the number you need Remember last night About 7 o'clock We had that statement From Rangers Furious Not so much with the decision To ban John Flanagan Potentially But the lack of punishment For Jozo Simunovic We'll look at that And tell you a bit more about it After we speak to Gav Indram Chapel Hi Gav How you doing guys? Good What's your take on the weekend then? Uh, it was purely a point about the the first caller that you had on Angus, I think his name was. Mm-hmm. Um, he was stating that uh, all the Rangers fans are acting as if they've won the league because uh, the, the way they're acting, uh, because we beat Celtic. But the problem, I, I, I'm a Rangers fan myself. I don't see, I know we beat Celtic. We're only acting as if a bit overjoyed because we know that we can finally compete with them. Because it's been really hard there the last couple of seasons. We know we know there's no there's no been a touching uh, there's, there's no distance between sorry there's a big distance between the two teams. Now we've kind of dragged, uh, dragged it back. There's only six points a difference, and considering with the amount of money Celtic has spent to the money that Rangers have spent, it's it's Rangers have spent a minimal amount of money in in, in Celtic, haven't they? They've, they've actually took in a lot of 
um, revenue due to the fact that, that they took on a lot more uh, money-wise players. And it's, it's no wee signings, it's a lot of money, it's millions. But Rangers, I don't think they've spent a, a, a third, a, maybe a quarter of that mm. on them. Uh, Stevie, what's impressed you then with the way Rangers have progressed this season or if we're talking about where they've they've been in, in recent years and I suppose what, what hasn't impressed you as well what what needs to be better I think they have definitely improved I think it's obvious for everyone to see I think the goals conceded columns definitely improved I think last season they conceded nearly 50 goals and this year it's down to 25 so that was an obvious area that they needed to improve in and Steven Gerrard's done that by signing obviously Goldson and Katic and Warren and people like that um, but again Rangers have suffered some really really bad defeats in all firm games um, defeats at hurt, you know, three, four, five, nothing sometimes. So, I think the fact that the fans are celebrating, I think they've deserved that for the hurt that they've had for the last few years. So, but again, it goes back to they've now got that belief. As the caller said, they can now compete. They feel that they can compete with Celtic. But again, it's a big summer ahead because recruitment's going to be vital. And what's not been so good then, or what's the biggest area for improvement? Maybe that's a better way of wording it. I think the consistency has been the the problem. Um, I think when you, you beat Celtic in, in the game in December in the first game back you drop points to Kilmarnock um, I think Rangers are at a, a stage where they can't drop below 100% because if they drop below 100% there's a risk of them dropping points and I think Celtic can still play below par and beat the majority of teams I think that's the difference between the two sides mm-hmm. at the moment Mark it's always about where teams have, have been because that, that, that adds to the context All at the moment Celtic could win the treble treble the Rangers fans seem to be a bit more excited about things Because Celtic in previous seasons have set the bar so high yeah. Whereas Rangers, as Gav says This is, I don't know, what's this Rangers best season in I don't know, how long eight, you decide eight years, yeah So that, that, that's, that's where the feeling comes from You can't ignore that But mm-hmm. you know, that, that's how you determine whether you feel good about what you've done Because it's, you're comparing it to yourself And where you've been rather yeah. than to, to other teams all the time Yeah, look, I, I think, you know that said, Rangers have got to go and again, although people say, oh, it's a meaningless game because second place is clinched and you can't win the league and you can't fall down to third. But for that momentum and that feel-good factor, you want to finish on a high. You want to make it seven in a row, seven wins in a row domestically come Sunday afternoon. Now, if Rangers drop points or lose, yeah, it's not the end of the world. But again, it sounds like a wrong message. You've just beaten Celtic. Your next game, you're accused of having the flip-flops or whatever it may be. So you want to go and build on that on Sunday and just send you into the summer feeling really good, renewing your season ticket, looking for new signings, all that kind of thing. And um, I think Rangers, they'll look to try and spend a few quid. The manager will be batting down the door for as much money as possible. He said a couple of meetings with Dave King. Dave King was over in the country for four or five days and without knowing the ins and outs financially, you would expect Rangers to have a go at it. And if you look what they've spent the past couple of years... It's been more than decent considering they've not had any Champions League revenue and they've, they've not created a £10 million player. So they've had to do it on their own with a bit of borrowing here and there. So they'll want to go and push the boat out, if you want to say, one more time. Because this is a crack at it. This is the crack at it. The next 10 weeks will decide if Rangers are serious or not about stopping nine in a row. That said, they face a club with huge financial muscle. If need be, if need be, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but if need be, Celtic can go net spend 12, 14, 16 million pounds if they want. Without borrowing, without adding anything, just actually natural stuff that's there. So yeah, the, the signs are good, but they do face a club that at the moment has got a better squad, it's got a winning mentality, and if need be, has greater financial muscle. Let's bring in John and Paisley. Hi, John. 
Hiya, how you doing? By the way, I hope we get beaten Sunday. Oh, why is that? Ah, cause I don't want Aberdeen to get in Europe. That's why don't like them. All right. Don't want them in Europe. That's bottom line. Don't like Aberdeen. The dark Kelly get in. Is that a fair one, Stephen? At least he's honest. At least you're being honest. Yeah, I would like to see Kilmarnock do it myself, just because obviously I was there for a period of time. So and not, be, not, not because you don't like Aberdeen, because you were there as well. I was there as well. <laughs> yeah, as well. Yeah. Right. Is that right? My question is right. Mark, you're seeing their Celtic financial muscle, blah, blah, blah. The wee guy Angus was on, he concentrated. This season's been successful for us. Me and you have had conversations all year, right? Uh-huh. And do you think Rangers this season's been successful? A successful season? No, I, I, I couldn't say it's been successful, but I would say it's been very acceptable. But I wouldn't say successful. No, successful is winning something, but I think it's been very, very acceptable. How much money do you think we need to spend? You're saying Celtic have got financial muscle. Did we know spend a lot of money years ago and it didn't buy us success all the time? So you're saying, you're saying Celtic can go and buy all these players no. and they'll not get skinned, but they'll buy a team. No, Is that what you're no, saying? No, I didn't say that, John. I said, I, I said, look, I'm not expecting it to happen, but if need be, and what I just said to the top with the programme with the caller Angus, Spending money or having money doesn't guarantee it. It will certainly give you a better chance because you're as well having 10 million in your pocket than 1 million in your pocket. But it doesn't guarantee it. And for example, if you can produce an Iron Kent on loan or you can produce a Luba Marafchi at 300 grand, that's examples we used. Likewise, we used 12 million quid in Tori Andre Flo, 6 million quid on an Isle Berkovich, however you want to say, things that don't work. So, no, it doesn't guarantee anything. But what I'm saying is, any manager or any supporter would rather that you've got that there than you think, do you know what, actually? Let's go and use it. It's not going to guarantee. Not well, exactly. That's what I'm saying. So you're better having 10 million in your pocket than 1 million. Doesn't guarantee anything, but it gives you a better chance. Stevie, if you were to pick, say, two, I'll come up with two positions that, that Rangers should prioritise this summer, what would it be? I think the centre back area needs strengthened. I think Goldson's been excellent, and I think Katic has had spells where he's been excellent as well. Um, but he's still young and he's still learning and he's going to make mistakes. Um, Joe Worrell's obviously going back, Gareth McCauley. Um, looks like he's no longer going to be there So they need another centre half to be competitive To go right in at the starting 11 Or else compete with Katic and Goldson The left back area is a problem But I think I would give Barisic pre-season um, To see if he can improve And learn for the, the mistakes that he's made this season That he's had this season to adapt into Scottish football um, They've spent a big fee on him So I think it's up to him to now go show the manager in pre-season He's up to the job And I think depending on the Morelos situation They would need another mm. striker as well Gordon. Of course you can Listen Mark, uh, Mark You're saying about The season successful We spent thir- 13 games Getting beat Right Until the 13 game we won We beat them twice Right mm-hmm. The average score this year See for us That's a turning point for us Because mm-hmm. we were getting Mocked off as Celtic supporters As yeah. if we were nothing And we're not getting Mocked anymore mm-hmm. And I don't care That, that doesn't make that about, Sorry John that, that should not mean a successful season Because if you're saying that You're now saying As a Rangers supporter We're accepting mm. second best And that no, surely can't be that No we're not second best I've never accepted Well yeah at the moment Because you've not won anything And you've lost the league but, to Celtic well, So what I'm saying is You can't you, I don't think anybody From Stephen Gerrard To any player in the dressing room Or to Dave King Would say this has been A successful season Because it's not But it's been A season that's been Improved upon It's a season where You've gone head to head With Celtic And taken six points each And it's a season Where you've got Three Europe, European qualifiers and had a, a very acceptable run in Europe. But over the piece, when you assess the 55, 60 games, you can't say it's successful because you've not won anything. 
Can't say it's successful Alright we'll leave it there uh, John's and Paisley Thank you very much 01419511025 uh, What did you make of the, the fallout Mark Guiri With regards to Yet another Disciplinary issue Following a game in Scotland This season um, So John Flanagan Booked on the day Given a, t- a retrospective Two match yeah. ban essentially For the elbow on Scott Brown Then came the Rangers statement Whilst we were on air last night I'll paraphrase some of it Particularly shocking That another Rangers player Has been singled out uh, While Jozo Simunovic Has used an elbow To fell Jermaine Defoe And escaped any kind of censure uh, Why did one incident Escape punishment While the other is now Deemed worthy of a red card um, It seems as if Rangers players Are being held to a different Code of conduct From players at other clubs We shall vigorously defend Mr Flanagan and have also asked for full transparency on what matters are brought forward. Are those decisions being made even-handedly? Well, what I would say is, yeah, I think any club is entitled to transparency. I would absolutely agree with that, whether it's it's privately or it's putting the put whatever. But yeah, if Rangers want to know the reasons why, I think as a member club, they're absolutely entitled to that. B, I, I, I know it's a PR statement, so therein lies it. It's a PR statement, so you've got to defend your club. So I get all that as well. However... For me, if you look at the fundamental issues for Rangers or Steven Gerrard, shouldn't be about Joseph Savinovich, although I get that point. The main thing is that pre-match, the manager stated, we need to be disciplined. And I think we'd all accept that it was a red card all day long had the referee had the right-sided view. So therefore, for me, the main issue, if you're Steven Gerrard or a team that's supposed to be actually, we ran the risk of being down to 10 men again. One of our players stepped over the line. And was very fortunate not to be punished on the pat To reduce Rangers to 10 men As what happened in the previous game with, with uh, Alfredo Morelos So for me that's the issue In terms of if you're Rangers, if you're Steven Gerrard I don't think Steven Gerrard will be concerned about Joseph Simonovic He should be concerned about Once again one of his players Not mm. just keeping it within the boot Yeah be physical, let Celtic know in the game as Rangers did And they absolutely deserve to win But you're just crossing that line again And leaving yourself open to be to be a man down yeah, I think that's discipline. You could see the, the frustration in Stephen Gerrard after Alan McGregor incident with McNulty from Hibs. I think you could see the frustration building and he said he's had meetings continuously about discipline and there's only so much as a manager he can do. You can have so many meetings but the players have to follow instructions especially in an old firm game because the atmosphere is so intense. Um, there's so many incidents off the ball that you have to keep controlling. The biggest mm. thing in an old firm game is you have to keep 11 players on the park because if you don't, it's a real struggle. Yeah, and it, what do you make of Mark's point because the, the club then, the club's saying they'll vigorously defend Mr Flanagan does, does does he have a Does he have a shot At getting off with it I mean because I, I get the example Of course They're looking and think Well we think Sumunovic should have been sent off I must admit I, I don't know But I can't imagine That's the way it works I would imagine You just look at the You look at the incident And you then decide Whether it's a red or not I'm not sure I think if, uh, if you're able to To say I look at what he did And look at what he did And look at what he did I think one of the incidents That they'll go back to Is the, the backman One for Kilmarnock Where he elbows Glenn Kamara And his gets downgraded From a red to a yellow mm-hmm. Whereas Flanagan seems to have been Upgraded from a yellow to a red I think there is instances that, that you can understand the statement Because mm-hmm. of certain things That have happened So I get the statement um, But again it's, it's a really difficult one Because all you want is consistency So if Backman's is downgraded and Flanagan's is upgraded You just need to know The, the, the transparency Why is this decision being made Here What seems to me Is the difficulty With this idea of um, Consistency Because I think we all agree That The decision To not, to downgrade Daniel Backman's Was wrong Do we agree with that? Yeah mm-hmm. So does that mean We're happy to just Continue getting them all wrong Because they're consistent I mean what's the old phrase About two wrongs Don't make a right Yeah. Did you see where yeah, I'm coming uh, from? Yeah. The one thing that I 
I we all agree that Backman's was wrong So yeah. to what, do we want the rest of them to be wrong because of that? It's a difficult one I think a lot of managers now and players Use referees as an excuse I think you've got to accept the fact They're going to make mistakes And I think now the fact that Kevin Clancy's booked John Flanagan And then two or three days later You then get mm-hmm. He's, he's um, been trialled by video And it's upgraded to a red card And we're still talking about decision Three, four, five days after the game And don't worry I'll have his hearing tomorrow And we'll talk yeah, about it again Again, no so you're going to talk about it Three, four days after So I think you've got to Let the referee make the decision He's seen it He's deemed it was a yellow card Was it mm. wrong? It was wrong But the referees are going to make mistakes Managers make mistakes Players make mistakes It's so difficult I think For the mm-hmm. referees to, to deal with this Here's the other thing Mark Is you get People want consistency I'm not sure you'll ever get Consistency of uh, outcome Because that's the whole nature of it Some are going to get punished Some won't But you ask for consistency Of procedure um, And it's it's came to light Since last night's show That Jozo Simonovic Like John Flanagan His incident was highlighted so it's, you know, yeah, for, it was looked at. It was looked at by yeah. a panel of three ex-referees who could not unanimously yeah. agree that yeah. it should have been a sending off. Yeah. Well, at, at least it's a part explanation. Uh, for me, what once I, I want to go back to on this incident and before, and and I, and I, and I don't keep keep mentioning this, but how I think life as a referee next season will almost be intolerable, and I think that's why I. I'll tell you now that you'll see referees quitting next season. See if that was that game that actually meant something there on Sunday. And the game before, well, there's been incidents, but because Celtic were pretty much over the line and they actually won the game, it didn't matter. It's a whole different ball game next season, Gordon. See if that's the first old family next season. These things are not dealt with properly at the time. Kevin Clancy actually thought it had a very good game on Sunday. I thought, by and large, the players behaved well. But you wind up forward to the first game of next season if, And if anything goes wrong For either club And it has a bearing on the outcome of the game Trust me We are exploding And that's why We need all the help we can get To give referees And we need the clubs To, to be as fair as possible And we need players to You know As best they can Yeah try and win the game But just As best you can mm. Stick within the boundaries Charlie's in Canvas Lang He's got some thoughts On where Rangers are at And you will hear them After the travel with Amber Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, a team that gets results every week. Talk to Thompson's.com. Stevie Smith and Mark Guidi are here with me, Gordon Duncan, and tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. A couple of ways for you to get in touch. You can give us a call or you can tweet us at Clyde SSB. Michael Collins says, My main issue with the referee didn't see the incident in its entirety is a get out of jail free clause because when the ref is pictured afterwards with a clearly unobstructed view, it still gets pulled back. See, A.M. Alan McGregor I would guess Versus Aberdeen There's still room uh, For manipulation I didn't actually Get to To find out Did, did you think Jozo Suminovic Should have been Sent off I mean the three referees Didn't think so But did you Well I have to I watched the game On television And I didn't There's certainly Contact But did I see something Absolutely blatant No I didn't If you want to show me something At the next break That can break it down for me But going by the Sky TV pictures I didn't see Anything conclusive To say 100% It was a red card That's not to say It wasn't a red card But going by the TV pictures That I looked at I couldn't see it conclusively That there was a What they claim An elbow on his his face I couldn't see that conclusively Stevie that seems to be What these three referees thought I mean two of them Maybe thought it was a red And one didn't Or vice versa Or none of them But what's important Is that all three Needed to think it was a red And they couldn't well, I thought at the time the game, I never actually noticed instant because Rangers were on the attack. Um, I think they were in the final third and they were about to put a cross in, but it happened just before that. Um, I actually have seen it back since. 
and you could see the, the, the reason as to why it made a case for it being a red card mm. whether it was or not I'm not so sure it, was, it wasn't as obvious as the John Flanagan one hey, let's speak to Charlie and Canvas Lang hi Charlie Ah, good evening, Pamela. How are you? Good, thank you, Charlie. What's on your mind? Um, uh, it's kind of annoying. I have two points, to be honest. The first one is, I think it's frustrating to hear the Rangers fans not feeling that uh, they've improved drastically this season. Uh, granted, they've not won uh, anything, obviously, but the improvement, I think, is vast. They're the first Scottish team to set a European record with uh, undefeated in 11 games. That's pretty spectacular in my eyes. But more importantly, they have finished second and against Celtic in the last three old firms, I don't care who hears me saying it, Rangers were the better team in the last three old firms. They, were the, they came out, they were attacking, their football was lovely to watch. And especially in the last game, more in Pacific, they were really, really good. That's I, I just think the fans should definitely hope for a better season next season. But I'll tell you what, don't, don't be so disappointed. I think they've had a good, good season. Hmm. I mean, listen Mark, you, you can understand all that yeah. it, it, But you can equally understand people's right to say Yeah, well done, the, the, the undefeated thing oh, in Europe's yeah. great But the, 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 the next stage is, is to qualify out the group Rather than, than count the, the games undefeated That's that's yeah. that next step, isn't it? Yeah, the, the, the next step is to, is to qualify But I, th- I think the next step for Rangers now Is to actually go properly toe-to-toe for the title You know, I, I think like if, if you speak to Celtic supporters you probably say, Listen, we'll, we'll give up Europe to try and win 9 or 10 in a row Equally I think Rangers supporters will say We'll give up Europe to try and stop 9 in a row or, try and, you know, or 10 or whatever it gets to So I think that's that What Rangers have got to do Yeah I mean I had a debate with, with John In terms of what do you regard as, as a successful season So if you want to base it on the past 7 years Since Rangers went, went down to the bottom tier Then you could say yeah this season has been successful Because of the improvement Beating Celtic twice very much looking the part in old firm games for sure and then just not having quite that, that mentality mm. to, to, to get over the line but I come from an era when if, you, if you're Rangers it's about winning things that's what you deem successful a guy sitting next to you that's part of a club that won things that's what I deem a success for Rangers so I don't think bigger picture that as a, as a Rangers player or a Rangers manager or a Rangers board member or a Rangers supporter you can deem that this season in its entirety has been successful because if you deem that as being successful then it's kind of saying well we'll settle for the, the same again next year you've not you've got to say this has been a good season there's been improvement you can still be but, happy but with it without of course, and, I think and acknowledge reason, that you want there's more got, there's you? reason to be happy but there's definitely reason to think you know what we've still got a bit to go there's been an improvement but in your heart of hearts I don't think mm-hmm. you can for Rangers they can say it's successful Stevie how do you look back in Europe actually now that it's it's very much out the way it's a clearly of a financial benefit I mean are there times that it, it can detract from what you're trying to do I think domestically it was, a, it was probably a surprise to Stephen Gerrard that they actually made it through the qualifiers because there were some tough tough games in that um, and it was a massive achievement actually getting through and qualifying for the group stage but one thing I will say right. is I think Rangers are now at the stage where they need to make that next step I think everybody will accept this year it was a building process um, and I think it's been relatively successful But again you go back to Rangers And the one thing that you associate with Rangers Is winning mm. trophies And I think next season That's what they have to do And that's one thing I felt about the, the game at the weekend Where I was watching the players celebrate after the game And again I feel they were completely right to do so Again because there's been so many uh, Old firm games that have been terrible defeats And it hurts a lot um, But again I was watching them celebrate And I was I was just saying to myself This isn't the highs that The highs come next year When you win the trophies And you and you go toe-to-toe for the league title And you eventually go and win it Charlie 
that just brings me on to my second point. As what he's saying, I think Stephen Gerrard's done absolutely tremendous. To be honest, what, what he's achieved uh, as a manager, beating Celtic twice is actually pretty pretty big, I think, in his book. But for me, whatever players he brings in next season, all you have to do is take a look at the English Premier League, especially Man United this season. Whatever players he takes in, they need to play for the badge and not a week's salary. That needs to be the issue for whatever players comes into Ibrox. They need to play for the club, pay for the badge, and be, be be excited to play for Rangers in order to make it a good, decent challenge against Celtic. They want somebody with a bit of fight in them and a good. You understand what I mean? All you do is look at Man United. I, I couldn't name you a Man U player at the minute if it's on that badge, for the, if it's on the top of the badge. They're all there for salaries, and I would hate to see. It, for, for any other players to come into Scottish football and start going down that road, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, that's nothing new, Stephen. I think we all know that when Celtic or Rangers recruit, you're recruiting guys into a unique environment. And ability is one thing, but there's a lot more to handling this situation up here. I think there is, but I think when you look at his recruitment so far, um, which is one of the most important things of being a manager, I think you look at Scott Arfield, who certainly fits the bill with, with what the caller is asking for. Um, Steve Davis certainly does that. So I think Steven Gerrard knows the type of player that he wants. And I think the board should be given credit mm-hmm. as well because they've backed him. But one thing I think Steven Gerrard keeps mentioning is, is he's ruthless in how he wants his team to play. But I think he's also ruthless as a, as a manager. So if he signs a player and he doesn't quite cut the mustard, I think he won't be shy in getting rid of them. Let's speak mm-hmm. to Stephen, who's a Celtic fan from Airdrie. Thanks to Charlie. Hi, Stephen. Hi, Gordon. Hello. Uh, hi, Stephen. Hi, Mark. Hi, Stephen. Uh, Mark, you made a comment earlier on uh, where you think Celtic have a duty to wait after the cup final for the manager. And I, I, I can't believe that comment, to be honest. I think if you look at the Celtic squad now, I'm going to run through some names, right? Defries, mm-hmm. Tojan, Izagiri, Henry, Boyata, Gamboa, eh, Bitten, Hayes, Allen, Kwasi, Buck, Benkovic, hopefully, will come back next season. Bio, he must be going to train in the same water as, eh, what do you call him? The guy who's missing, the German. Uh, Marvin Comper. Uh, I think Bio's been injured Comper. recently, Stephen. Joe, Joe, I wrote, wrote his name down here and I couldn't even remember who it was. That's how bad he's been. Okay. But, so you look at that squad, every single one of them, as far as I can say, can say bye-bye and away they go. Right? Now, if you look at that and you take them out of the Celtic squad, that's a major rebuilding squad. And to me, we should have a manager in place right now. Every single person knew that the director of football was going to Leicester, he should have left one day and a new one should have been appointed in the next day. Now, Neil Lennon, I think, was the right man at the right time to come in and see it through at the end of the season. Right? If he gets a job, fair enough, we'll back him 100%. Certainly don't want David Moyes. But I, I honestly think that Peter Lawwell is doing the Celtic fans an absolutely injustice here. We know having somebody in place. Does it, we, we are looking at him to bring in minimum 10 players and get ready 12. You can't do that after the cup final with five weeks before you know, the Europe begins. Mark, what do you make of Stevens' list of, well, I don't mean to be too yeah, blunt 12, about it, but what players. was essentially, in his mind, the Deadwood? Yeah, I mean, listen, you can see Stevens' point and, and every one of them, you know, had, had, they, had they all to leave. Celtic in the next 10 days, I don't think there'll be many tears um, shed. And, and, you know, if, if you're fortunate enough to. To get rid of them, them all you're talking about freeing up, you know, and the reason are two hundred grand a week. Um, so it's uh, it's a lot of uh, it's a lot of money that could certainly be be better used. Uh, in terms of the the, the managerial um, scenario, you know, Celtic 
I've got an important game coming up in, in 10 days time a cup final and you know I think there's just as I say it wouldn't surprise me if Celtic are doing things discreetly behind the scenes about, about sending out one or two people through intermediaries and, and, and different things even if it's just a process of actually ruling guys out to say look for whatever reason they, they can't be in our radar and you're whittling down um, a list I don't think it should go public with it because you don't want to if it's not going to be Neil Lennon, you know, you want to try and keep Neil Lennon as focused as possible. And I think, you know, there's a duty to the football club and, and a duty to him as a man, uh, as a human being, um, to do that. But I think come the, the, the Sunday morning, what is that, May 26th or the Monday morning, May 27th, whether Celtic win the cup or not, I think then that the wheels will be in motion. And if it's going to be Neil Lennon, he will be appointed within 24 hours. That's for sure. If it's not going to be Neil Lennon, then the interviews start and you would expect somebody to be in place within three or four days. All right, thank you to Stephen and Airdrie. We'll leave it there. Don't forget, in the second hour of tonight's show, we'll be giving away our men's 10k Glasgow prize again. So stay tuned for that. But first, let's do this. Beat the pundit. With goals in the Scottish Sun, the SPFL and EPL latest every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday. Will it be Mark Guidi? Will it be a debut on Beat the Pundit for Stevie Smith? Well, it's your chance to take them on and win a signed ball right now. 01419511025. The lines close when the news starts at 7, so be quick. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Great results for Scottish accident and injury victims for 40 years. Stevie Smith and Mark Guidi are here. We're taking your calls on the usual number and we are on Twitter at Clyde SSB. We've been talking about Celtic and Rangers after the weekend because we heard from Ryan Christie first. Um, then we were talking about Jozo Simunovic, John Flanagan and all the above with the disciplinary issues. Let's hear your thoughts on the Scotland managerial situation because less than three weeks to go, uh, three weeks on Saturday, sorry, I should say, Scotland play a qualifier against Cyprus, three weeks on Saturday, the squad is announced in under two weeks' time, we don't have a manager yet, we believe we're going to have one soon, we've got a sneaky suspicion it might be Stevie Clark, and we'll hear from Stuart Milne, the Aberdeen chairman, on whether Derek McInnes could be in the frame. So let us know what you think, 0141 this first. Beat the Pundit With goals in the Scottish Sun The SPFL and EPL latest Every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday Beat the Pundit time Stevie Smith's played in some big games in his career But he told me during the break He's more nervous about this than anything He's experienced before It could be a debut for him Or it could be one for the old seasoned campaigner Mark Guidi One of them is taking on Kevin and Croftfoot Hi Kevin Hey Ben Do you think you could take advantage of Debut nerves from Stevie Smith? I hope so I hope so Let's toss the coin and find out Heads it will be Mark And tails it will be Stevie on Beat the Pundit And it's not a double sided coin You can check if you want Stevie It is a tails You are up So Stevie against Kevin and Crawford. Um I'll give Stevie a bit of Clyde 2 in his ears And that way he can't cheat And we'll get your time ready Kevin 30 seconds Head to head You can pass Here is your chance to beat the Pundit You ready? Yep Who has returned to Morton as manager? Hopkins What nationality is Hearts Uchi Ipiatsu? Guinean Who scored Dundee United's winner in the game against Inverness Mullen. last night? Uh, which Motherwell player has been signed by Partick Thistle today? Uh, pass Which two teams face each other tonight in the Championship playoff? Leeds and Derby uh, What age is Celtic's Karamoko Dembele? 16 Who is the current manager of Dunfermline? Jim Jeffries Okay 
Not too bad at all Let's bring Stevie Smith back Stevie are you with us? Yes I am yeah. You are right Same set of questions to you You ready? Yeah Good man 30 seconds Your time starts When I get the question ready Here we go Who has returned to Morton as manager? David Hopkins What nationality is Hearts Uchi Ikpiatsu? No idea Who scored Dundee United's winner In the game against Inverness Paul last McMahon. night? Which Motherwell player Has today been signed by Partick Thistle? Pass. Which two teams face each other tonight in the championship playoffs? It is Leeds and Derby. At what age is Celtics Karamoko Dembele? 17. Who is the current manager of Dunfermline? Stevie Crawford. And who was the only Scot to start for Rangers in the 2003 League Cup final? Barry Ferguson. Okay. Mm, now, Kevin, he was a bit quicker. He got through to the last question. Do you think that'll be uh, costly? Nah. I think it's a draw Do you think so? Let's find out uh, Who's returned to Morton as manager? David Hopkins won all What nationality is Hearts? Uchi Ikpiatu He's English By the way Just in case you're, you're wondering uh, So David Hopkins You got that right One all Paul McMullen scored for Dundee United The winner Two all The Motherwell player signed by Partick Thistle Is Shea Gordon So it's still two all On to, I'll, I'll be honest about this one right? I, didn't, I don't have to come clean But I will I said which two teams face each other in the championship playoffs? I meant Wraith Rovers, Queen of the South, but you both said Leeds and Derby. That's so right, so that's I, I'll, I'll just give you. Well, I'll just yeah. give you. There we go. It was our championship, so it doesn't really matter because you both got it. So uh, we'll call it three each. What age is Celtic's Karamoko Dembele? He is 16. Kevin got it. He goes one in front. Uh, who is the current manager of Dunfermline? It's Stevie Crawford. Stevie Smith equalises. Which means it does all come down to the last question Only Stevie got this far The only Scott to start for Rangers In the 03 League Cup final It was Barry Ferguson He wins it Last minute winner Hard lines Kevin That was a great effort No problem Good man Kevin and Crawford Maybe you can give that a go another time Because that was a a good effort that League Cup You remember it or was it a guess? Absolute guess (laughs) That's a calculated guess though isn't Uh, it? I mean let's be honest It was the first name that came to my head anyway Quite right Right Mark Guidi Um we have had Shelley Kerr announcing the Women's World Cup yeah. squad today Hugely exciting time We'll hear from her later on Three weeks to go until Scotland plays Cyprus A mm. squad gets announced in two weeks We don't have a manager yet mm. Give us the the lay of the land as, as you understand it at the moment Well it appears to be in, in the past well, four or five hours It appears to be that, that Steve Clark has emerged as the absolute clear favourite for the job um, Whether it's reached a, An official conversation Between Kilmarnock and SFA In terms of his His get out um, Clause his, The compensation fee I don't know about that But The information that we are Picking up At the moment But it's not confirmed But an educated guess Appears to be That it's looking like Steve Clark Could be appointed As a new Scotland manager On Monday morning Right let us know what you think then 01419511025 You don't have to agree You could tell us You think that's nonsense And it's going to be someone else You can tell us Who you want it to be Get in touch on the phones Or on Twitter At Clyde SSB Derek McInnes Apparently Will not be the next Scotland manager That's according anyway To the Aberdeen chairman Stuart Milne Who believes he can Hold on to him For another few years Milne says the time Is not right He would love To be the national manager One day uh, he also recognises that being a national manager and a club manager is two entirely different jobs. Uh, Derek's still at the stage in his life, the stage in his career where he needs that day-to-day involvement, uh, uh, a, a club manager. Uh, he loves this club. He's an integral uh, part of the club. 
he's taken the club a long way, but he genuinely believes that he can take the club on to the next level. And uh, and one day we will lose Derek, and, and I hope for uh, Derek's uh, sake that at some stage down the line, uh, once we've got all we can get out of him, that he gets the opportunity of the national coach because I think he would dearly love to to have that role one day but he doesn't see this as being the stage in his life that he, he wants to give up club football um, Mark Guidi I don't know for sure I can't imagine Stuart Mellon's gone out on a limb there you'd have to imagine if a chairman's going to front up and, and be so confident that it's with some sort of knowledge behind him that he's yeah. he's had that discussion yeah I mean going go with what um Stuart Milne said that it was a very detailed response and uh, it's clear that there has been a conversation between Derek McInnes and Stuart Milne and um, you know, put it this way I think if if Derek absolutely wanted the job and the SFA could agree A, the compensation package and B, Derek's salary then you know, there's no doubt that, that this one could be down the road but for whatever reason it sounds more like Derek McInnes has had a good think about really putting himself forward for the national job but thought you know what I'm still only 47, 48. Um, I've got, you know, I think he's maybe two or three down the line. You know, when Derek's 54, 55, 56, whatever it may be. I mean, I think you look at, for me, what Hammer told from Craig Levine's comments recently, yes, it was an absolute honour to be a national manager, want to do well. But the lack of day-to-day involvement drives mm-hmm. you up the wall. And if you're a young manager that's been used to it, as Derek has for eight or nine years now, being at the coal face day in, day out, it would be a big, um, a big change. The other thing as well, not that I'm suggesting he's motivated by money but the salary between Aberdeen and Scotland would be much of a muchness if anything maybe possibly need to take a pay cut to become the national manager so it would be different if for example you were doubling your money so it's not so you're saying okay do I leave Aberdeen after six years for the national job yeah maybe I'd like to but just not now do I leave Aberdeen for uh, the English Championship or, or something like that further down there, yeah, yeah, that's maybe more realistic. But there's clearly what you can tell from that conversation as well that we've had there with, with Stuart Milne. There's a really good, open, and honest relationship in terms of he's laying the seeds. We will lose him one day, might be six months from now, might be in our three years from now, but they will lose him. And there's an acceptance there, and he'll go with the club's best wishes. William is in Craig End. What do you think, William? Hey, how you doing, guy? Good evening. Uh... I'm a bit torn by the the, the Steve Clark one. Uh, I think uh, it weakens the league if Steve Clark goes to Scotland, but it also probably strengthens Scotland uh, if you if you get my drift. Mm-hmm. I think we, I think you can hear you can hear our Rangers fans looking forward to next season. And you want a strong league, but you also want a strong national team. So I think uh, the Steve Clark going one way. And going out the league weakens the league and weakens Kilmarnock, but it, but it probably does. For me, he's probably the right man for the job, and he'll probably get us to a, a major tournament. All right, let's get the thoughts of Stevie Smith because you know the man well. Um, what, what do you think? I, I mean, the most obvious statement of the night: it would be a blow to Kilmarnock if it happens. What what makes him so sought after at the moment? I think it's. I think it would definitely obviously be a blow for, for Kilmarnock but when initially the, the job came up I wasn't so sure Steve Clark would want it um, just because i seen how much he was enjoying the day-to-day stuff at Kilmarnock and um, again he did look as if he really enjoyed it and he enjoyed that environment and he's been really good for Kilmarnock but Kilmarnock's also been really good for him um, but now the more I think about it 
his family situation with him being in London and things like that I think the job suits him more um, than the other candidates and I think it's obviously getting to the point where he is the clear favourite and there's no doubt in my mind that he would do a great job for Scotland Everyone can see the results so it's, it's very easy for me to say yeah he's, he's a good manager because look at the results but having seen him up close having worked with him what 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 are the what are the strengths what are the skills that you believe would make him a success? The first thing that they obviously had for, for us as a group of players was a presence um, as soon as he walked in the building you knew he was there and you knew he was in charge um, I think the other thing he brings is organisation as well Not an, sometimes people see organisation as a negative it's no Kamal don't play negative at all their full backs go forward and, mm-hmm. and Adorno and Greg Taylor and things like that so when you see organised it's definitely not a negative he knows what he wants for his players every player knows their job and I think when you look at the Scotland squad there's definitely players there with talent but I just think they need a structure and someone behind them to to give them that base to play from and again Steve Clark's the ideal candidate for me Because when we do all our soul searching about Scotland we hear so many different suggestions as to where it's going wrong there are people there who believe we don't have the players but there are loads of saying oh hold on a minute you look at the James Forrest who's going to be the Football Writers International Player of the Year mark on Sunday um, Ryan Fraser I think he was Bournemouth Player of the Year Scott McTominay has been one of the standouts for Man United John McGinn might end up in the Premier League and so on I, I don't Robertson mean, yeah well the obvious one I don't mean yeah. to miss anyone out um, but even if that isn't the case then even if you do subscribe to this feeling that we don't have the players Stevie Stevie Clark has shown at Kilmarnock that he can really get the best out of a, a group of players as well One thing he did have at Kilmarnock was really good pros as well senior pros I think a lot of people talk about experience and and the, but you need to have the right experience and the right pros and I think guys like obviously Kurt Broadfoot Chris Boyd Chris Burke they're all really good pros so they set the standards in the changing room so the changing room kind of takes care of itself um, but again it's Again, I don't believe that Scotland don't have good players because the names that you mentioned are all of an exceptional season. You even look at John Fleck, who's been promoted to be Sheffield United. And so guys Kenny like McLean as well, Kenny hasn't McLean. he? Yeah. So there's a list of names there that are more than capable than, than being a competitive squad and a competitive team. Uh, William, what do you think? Hey, for me, there's definitely a pool of players that can get to a major tournament. It's just the right direction. I mean, I wasn't a, I wasn't a fan of McLeese, but he brought in a few players that like likes the boy at Kilmarnock... O'Donnell, uh, I think that I, I think that there's no doubt Steve Clark will, will get us to a major tournament, and I, st- I believe that we've got the players. There's, there's no doubt that uh, Scotland's got the players to, to get to a major get to a major competition. Uh, I just think I just think it will weaken the league, you know. And I, I would rather have a strong league and a strong national team, you know. Uh, so. I'm a bit torn by mm. it in that, in that regard, you know? Yeah, I mean, Mark, we'll, we'll apologise to the Kilmarnock fans. We've not got them out the door just yet. It, mm. it, it, it may not happen, but listen, it, it's an obvious point that, yeah. that, that needs to be discussed. And if it were to happen, stress that, if it were to happen, good luck to Kilmarnock filling the shoes. Not That's not meant to be disrespectful. It's just meant yeah. to be a praise for how good the job he's done. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's a real credit to, Marnock, to Kilmarnock and to Steve Clark and to the players and the board, everybody connected with the club that that, that there's even an interest in, in, in the manager, you know, for a club like Kilmarnock, who you know probably for for a decade or so have been you know bottom six and and, and fighting relegation, and and Steve's just taking them to to new heights. And as Stevie said as well, it's one thing I'll say, and I'm kind of talking because I want them to stay with Kilmarnock because he's got such a good thing going there, and, and the fans love it. The, the attendances have more than doubled. Might get a crack at Europe as Aye, well. Aye, there's a real feel. I mean, a genuine. That sounds like an old cliche, but there genuinely is a real feel good factor about the town of Kilmarnock now that, that, that's not been there for a, for a long number of years. And if they lose Steve Clark, there's a danger of that going again. That said, having watched Kilmarnock a number of times, 
uh, when Steve Clark's been in charge, not only do, do they win and has he improved players and you know your old timers like Kit Broadfoot and Chris Pop, just a new lease of life, brilliant power and dicker in the middle of the park, great getting a tune out of Scott Boyd and Stuart, 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 Stuart Finley. Finley yeah. yeah, your two fullbacks you see, Adorno and particularly Greg Taylor. I mean, he has really impressed me. Um, they play attractive football. You know, it's no. It's no, you know, a kick and hope and a bit. They actually play attractive football on that Astro Tough ball on the deck, bump, 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 past the movement. And you can tell there's proper organisation and thought goes into their working week. So, listen, if he does get the job, the Scotland job, I think we've got a right good chance under him. I think, regardless of the new manager getting in, it comes down to the playoffs in March. Mm. I don't think we're going to have enough because he already goes in minus three with the loss to Kazakhstan. So, there won't be enough to, to finish in the top two. But certainly, Hamden first playoff game, probably Finland in March. <laughs> All day long I'd fancy Steve Clark To get in about it Ryan Clark Kent Says uh, Scotland manager Dick Advocate He's on the record Saying he'd take the job If offered it Snap his arm off There's no better Qualified candidate He's qualified For major tournaments He's won leagues All over the world And he knows The Scottish game Inside out George Wall Thinks that Scotland Missed a trick By not appointing David Hopkin The ideal job for him um, and JP's got a bit more of an, a negative feeling about it Stevie Clark will ruin any reputation he has Developed by taking on the poison chalice That is the Scotland job Fair play if he thinks he can change Years of interference and neglect oh, That's a very glass half empty uh, Take on it, may well be right um, Are we satisfied at least Mark Guidi That with a couple of weeks to go Until a qualifier It isn't going to be a name from left field I mean, I know you believe it's Stevie Clark anyway But at the very least it it's not going to be a surprising name, is it? No, I, 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 I think Advocate or a Bruce Arena or something like that. No, I, I don't think so. It, it doesn't appear to be that way. Although, yeah, for sure, one hundred percent, Dick Advocate would, would take the Scotland job. Uh, I know that for sure. But um, again, without being disrespectful, he command I want to upset anybody. But the information appears to be that it's all pointing towards Stevie Clark on on Monday or Tuesday. And you know, listen, he'll want nothing more than to. Mm. Go bow out in front of a packed rugby part on Sunday With a, a victory or at least enough to, to get Kilmarnock into Europe Loads of tweets coming in on this Paul says Clark would be a great appointment But my only worry is will he leave for an English Championship or Premier League team After a good run with the national side uh, Craig Logan though says Yet again Scotland are going for a cheap fix And who is popular at that moment in time No thought process into the future or way of playing Or any great level of investment not fit for purpose Right this is good fun Because all this week We've been giving away a good prize for you Thanks to the men's 10k in Glasgow It takes place this Father's Day Sunday the 16th of June It's a great route through the city centre You might be knackered But you'll still be able to take in the sights And thanks to the men's 10k Glasgow We're giving you the following package Quite a lot if you add it all up Free entry to the race for a start in the men's 10k A jacket, a beanie, a bag full of goodies All you have to do is guess Who is scoring this goal Now because it's a running competition We've speeded it up So listen carefully And see if you can tell us Who is scoring this goal I think that's an easy one Listen again And if you know who scored the goal Give us a call right now 0141 951 1025 You have until the end of the break to do so Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, a team that gets results every week. Talk to Thompson's.com. Ross is a Hearts fan from East Kilbride. He's got some thoughts on that Scottish Cup final and he's been hanging on for quite some time. So I'm going to get to Ross as quickly as I can. 
But let's do this first Because the men's 10k Glasgow is coming up very soon The 16th of June I know there's lots of keen runners out there Thanks to the men's 10k in Glasgow We're giving you free entry to the race A jacket, a beanie Loads of other official goodies And even if you're not a runner What a great gift that would make for someone All you had to do was tell us Who scored this goal I don't mean to set it up for Ian McClelland Who's first up But I think that's quite easy tonight Ian, who do you think scored the goal? Scott Arfield Oh, it was not Scott Arfield Can it be that easy? Thanks Ian and Uncle Patrick Let's go to Andrew Bryson and Partick Andrew, who do you think it was? Uh, Peter Lovencrantz It was Peter Lovencrantz I mean, he, the commentary did say his name twice In that wee clip But it was speeded up So well done Andrew The package for the men's Thank 10k you. is yours Will you enter the race yourself Or pass it on to a friend or family member? I'll enter that myself Yeah I'll go for that Good man We'll give you the goodies as well You'll look the part on the day Well done Andrew Stay on the line We'll get your details And you can get in touch And tell us uh, Tell us your time When it comes round in June Alright thanks very much Good man Andrew and had The first one had me worried there I thought surely we'll get this Because it says his name twice in the clip uh, Anyway well done Peter Lovencrantz Your chance to win that prize again tomorrow And on Friday night Here's the full time teaser And then Ross is coming up on the line So Stevie Smith This one's aimed at you Okay But Mark Weedy can help you And, by, and just to say you, You've got a hard that Because we've had Stephen <laughs> McGinn in the hot seat The past couple of weeks He's outstanding at them I mean if you t- if you talk about An anorak he, oh. he's, he's a snorkel Okay A snorkel <laughs> Ten years ago this weekend You featured in a 1-1 draw at Hibs Do you remember it? Nope Well this will be good then Can you name Rangers starting 11 oh. That day So it's ten years ago this weekend 2009 Stevie Smith featured in a 1-1 draw at Hibs Can you name Rangers starting 11 that day? I'll give you some thinking time And we'll speak to Ross, a Hearts fan On the line sorry, Mark, let's get Ross Walter's in missed him. Ross has been waiting for ages Ross, what's your point? Um, it's just in relation to um, all the Celtic fans just now So I understand they're hurting after, um, after Sunday And losing to um, their rivals But... Um, for them to come out straight away just to say that that's them automatically going to win the cup. You had a caller, the first caller on tonight, who just said that they've won the treble this season already, they've won three trophies. Um, it's the way that they talk about it, that they assume that they're just going to lift this trophy and we're not actually going there to compete or anything. Perhaps are the team that have actually beaten them um, when it's least expected. And I think that... Um, it could happen again because um, the amount of the amount of Celtic fans that just expect them just to win this cup. Um, you know the undefeatables. Um, we beat them this season, and I went to that game and I, I didn't expect to beat uh, to beat Celtic that day, but we beat them four 0 We took away their undefeated record. We're the first team to beat them this season as well. So why are we always being just cast aside and we're not? We're not even going to be entertained in, in actually winning this cup. There's well, 26,000 Hearts fans that are going to be at the game. It's not like Celtic are going to have a huge advantage in terms of fans as well. So the only way I can see it is um, is the way that they, they do line up as favourites. But if they fail to win this, and I don't expect Hearts to win it, but I do expect my team to go out and compete for it. But if they fail to win this, Neil Lennon becomes the full guy on this. And not the good guy that he was before. And Neil Lennon doesn't have a great record against Hearts. Um, with Hibs, he didn't have a great record. He didn't have a brilliant record in cup games against Hearts. And certainly, 
Um, and, and certainly, um, Hearts have beaten Celtic under a better manager than they've got just now, to mm. be fair. Okay, Stevie Smith, what chance do you give Hearts then of winning the Scottish Cup? I think after seeing Celtic at the weekend, they've got, they've got a right chance. Um, I think if you look at the performance, I think Rangers showed how against a Celtic team you have to play. Um, I don't think you can let them play through Brown and McGregor and, and Rogic. I think they're the, the three main players, and I think Rangers showed how to nullify that. Um, so I think if they if they press in the right areas and, and play in the, the right manner, I think they've got a right chance of winning the cup. Mark Guidi Ross's board of contention is that Celtic fans have become complacent. I suppose fan complacency doesn't necessarily impact the game. It's whether players get complacent or not. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think Ross first and foremost. I think for, for any supporter, you concentrate on your on your own team. And I think you know, even though Hearts are, are, are resting players and leaving players out with the cup final in mind, that it's still a concern. The form, you know, just to because okay, yeah, Celtic were in great form on Sunday. They were very, very poor. In fact, and I don't think this Sunday will have too much of a bearing. But you can't just uh, rule Celtic out. I mean, they've not lost a game at Hamden, and I think since Rangers beat them in the semi final under Ronnie Dyler. So that's whatever it is, ten visits or something to Hamden that they're unbeaten. Um, but if you if you want to be optimistic, then certainly um, this would be the time to be optimistic and believe you can do something. But for me, at the moment, just looking at Hearts form two and taking things into the equation, at best, I would give Hearts a twenty percent chance at best of winning the cup. Uh, Ross, how do you view your own team's form? Then is the, is the form a concern? I don't think form goes into it. To be honest, in a in a, in a cup, I don't think it goes into it. If you if you look at um, Leeds down and. The championship, they didn't win many of their last few games before they actually got um, to the um, game they're playing tonight. They didn't expect them. They were huge favourites to beat um, Derby and they've and the, the won against Derby and they'll probably, maybe they'll win tonight, maybe they won't, but Derby will be going out for it to win tonight as well. But I think uh, Mark's been, um, I think uh, Mark, could, it, could Mark actually tell me who the last team that beat them um, before those 10 league titles were, uh, those 10 undefeated games were. Because I think you'll find it was probably Harps and it was Craig Beattie that did it. Alright, so you can back to, to, okay, right. Um, You've gone back 10 games that they've been undefeated at Hamden. Yeah, well, I was just talking no, about since Brendan Rodgers. Yeah, the, the last time that, the last time that Celtic lost a game at Hamden was to, to Rangers in the Scottish Cup. So the, the Craig Beattie game came before that because Neil Lennon yeah. was my, I think you're back to maybe 2011, 2000. Well, anyway, hey, we're, Ross, we're working back. So they're not unbeatable. No, of course, yeah, they're absolutely not um, yeah. unbeatable. But I'd have to say, um, you know, if it was if it was Rangers that were going against in the cup final next week, I would certainly say Rangers have a right good chance. But just looking at Hearts, I'm just not quite sure where it comes yeah. from. Ross, you'll obviously see Hearts more than me, but having watched them a few times this season, looking at them on the, on the telly and stuff like that, it just doesn't fill me with. With confidence that they've got enough creativity, enough invention in, in the in the final third to actually go and hurt Celtic. I mean, Stevie Ross is absolutely right. It's not all about form, but it goes back to the logic we mentioned for for someone something else earlier. You would clearly rather have it than not. Yes, it might go out the window, but it it, it, it might not. And I don't think if you gave Craig Levine the choice eight weeks ago, you wouldn't you wouldn't have chosen this run of form to get into a cup final with. You certainly wouldn't have um, Again you would rather Go into it in, in, in good form um, Rather than not As you said So, But again Hearts have got a chance um, But one thing That they're going to get From Celtic Is probably a reaction To that old firm defeat Which is probably The bad thing for Hearts uh, Again it was so poor That 
there needs to be a reaction and I think Celtic have proved in the big occasion that they're, they're more than mm. capable of giving that reaction so that's the thing for, for Hart's point of view that I'll be worried about Who are the players that can hurt Celtic Ross? Well, Piazza can hurt them definitely um, there's, no, there's no saying that you, you've got these um, Celtic players that are saying that they're out injured just now and I don't believe for a minute I don't think anyone else does believe for a minute that these players will not come in and play in the cup final and who's to say that Stephen Smith doesn't make the cup final? Who's to say that no one's actually telling the truth here? No one's actually telling the fans anyone? No one's actually giving anything away? I mean, I think it's certainly the intention that James Forrest and Kieran Tierney do come back, Mark. Yeah. That, that, that isn't a secret. Um, Tierney's yeah. been managed, if you like, and, and Forrest missed the weekend. There, there was a time when people waxed lyrical about Celtic's strength and depth. Again, with the benefit of the weekend And yeah except That's that's just one game uh-huh. You certainly would rather Have those two available Wouldn't you Yeah you would And, and even Ryan Christie who was, who was put up today That he played a clip from early You, know, you kind of forget about him um, Too and the contribution That, that, that he um, Has the potential to make uh, I think on Ross's point About Stephen Naismith Ross I think there's At best a 5 5% chance It would have to be In footballing terms A miracle That Stephen Naismith Is even able To, to even fit enough To go on the bench the cup finals I wouldn't I wouldn't hold out for, for anything on that one Ross unfortunately because there's no doubt that if you have Stephen Naismith in your team you stand a much better chance of getting a victory thank you very much Ross in East Kilbride at very much rumour mill season Agent Orange says I heard a rumour Rangers are looking at Matt Ritchie from Newcastle who's been told he can go have the panel heard any rumours uh, well no to answer the question bluntly no um, Matt Ritchie unless Newcastle are going to do Rangers a favour. Matt Ritchie's a ten million pound player. You know he's he actually performed well in the Premiership this season. I think Newcastle bought him for, for ten million from Bournemouth. So unless Newcastle want to give him away, I don't think that it's something that Rangers could do. Certainly permanently. Is there a chance of a loan deal? Yeah, but unless there's been a fallout or something, or, or Ritchie demanding to go away, I can't see how that one. Would happen because Richie's a, a a really good consistent performer for Newcastle. We're dealing in rumour here, Stevie. But generally, then is does Rangers summer recruitment? Do you see it being more about trying to unearth gems or or guys who do have a pedigree that maybe just maybe you can you can come to some sort of arrangement for? I think it's it depends. I think there's two sides to the scale. I think in Rangers, for Rangers' point of view, I think that the priority is recruiting younger players with a sell-on value. I think that's the route that they have to go down. But I think the necessity to go and win that trophy means you need to bring in the guys at the other end of the scale, like your Steve Davies and your Jermaine Defoe's, to help those young players out. So I think there's a balance. And um, but I think by, by what's happened so far, I think Rangers are planned and they're, they're, they're organised as to what they want to do, and they've got a clear idea of that plan. Whether they get those players or not is a, 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 mm. a different story. Okay, let's look at tonight's teaser. Remember, if you've got a question and you want to hear it used on the show, send it to fulltime at Clyde1.com. We're always looking for these, so send them in. Ten years ago this weekend, Stevie Smith featured in a 1 1 draw for Rangers at Hibs. Can you name the starting 11 that day? I'll take a couple from you. Oh, just I've, I've written down both our starting 11s. I think there's maybe, we've maybe got three, possibly four. In common But I'm just saying Walter Smith's team <laughs> And, and it was well. a It was the first title for Walter When he, when he, when he came back 2009 Give us your two three in a row. Stevie you give us your Nailed on ones Alan McGregor No <laughs> Oh that's good I know, the, I know what it is then <laughs> It's Neil Alexander It is Neil Alexander oh, yeah. I told you that I told you So Alexander. hold on Let me get this straight That was your nailed on one Oh the rest I was, just, I was building for the back The rest Bring should be back good Bring back Stephen again yeah. The rest should be good 
Here's a cl- here, right. let, 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 let me make it easy for you Did you start the game? Yes Yes you did You I came get, off at half time I, I think I got hooked at half time You hopeless remember. or injured? Injured, you're definitely injured. The game wasn't going in their favour. Oh, right. I get hooked, though. Right. Hopeless, then. Okay. So we've got Neil Alexander and Stevie Smith, who can remember that he played from the start. Right. Nailed on one, Davy Weir. Yes. And. Sasa Papach. No. Oh, wow. (laughs) I'll go another nailed on one. Kit Broadfoot. No. And I'll tell you why, because I think it was round about the time of the infamous egg injury for Kit Broadfoot. Kevin Thompson. No. Stephen Whitaker. Yes Are you sure you played in this game? Think about it You were there Look around Who was next to you? Who was in front of you? I can't remember But I, I think I, I played wide left And I know I got hooked at half time That's all I know Right four Kenny Muller <laughs> no. no Right I'll go one more We've just been talking about him Stephen Naismith No Right we'll leave it there You've got four <laughs> Who was actually playing? Was it Der- got... Derek Johnson and Derek Parlane <laughs> up front Alexander <laughs> Weir Whitaker and Smith You've got seven more to go now right. Big day for the Scotland national side Because Shelley Kerr says It was a proud moment Naming the first ever Women's World Cup squad As you can imagine She says it wasn't an easy decision Whittling it down to 23 players And to break the news To the 10 others On the phone Who hadn't made the cut I made the decision in consultation with my assistant coach, Andy Thompson, and we thought it was the right thing to do and speak to the players prior to today. So we made the decision that I would phone all the players, even the players that weren't selected. So I made 33 phone calls yesterday, and it's the first time my assistant coach has actually said, you're on your own for this one. Because we, we, we knew it was tough and it was going to be tough conversations. I have to be honest, even some of the players that were selected... Some of those conversations were tough because they've been waiting in anticipation and stressed, you know, if they were going or not. So there was a lot of emotion attached to it yesterday. And and for me personally, I, I totally understand the feelings and the disappointment for the players that haven't been selected. And that doesn't make it any easier. But we have to focus on the 23 players that we've selected because it's a real proud moment for them being a group of players that are going to the World Cup for the very first time. Got my first cap in 1989, so to actually sit here today, pick a World Cup squad 30 years on and be at the helm to take the country, the Scottish Women's National Team, to the World Cup, it's just amazing. That's what dreams are made of. So as much as the players are proud, I'm really proud. Jeffrey's in Giffnock. Hi, Jeffrey. Hi. Um, just going on to what the, the the interview was, I think she's done a great job, and I wish her and the Scotland team all the best in France. I think the hardest game that they're going to get out of is the England game, um, 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 and I think um, now's the time for the press and everybody to get behind Scotland, and let's hope that they have a good World Cup. You'd agree with that, Mark Greedy? Yeah, but absolutely, uh, Jeffrey. I'm going along to Hamden, my youngest daughter, um, 28th of May against Jamaica. Looking forward to it, and I hope, I hope there's at least 30,000, if not more, there to, to give Shelley Care and, and the squad the, the send off um, they deserve. Shelley Care, who's on the shortlist for Football Writers Manager of the Year, and, and rightly so, because you, know, you can't underestimate the achievements. Women's football is here to stay, it's, it's proper, it's real. And the players have absolutely dedicated themselves um, to to what they've managed to achieve, not just in the past year or eighteen months, but you know beyond that, you know for the past decade um, and more. So you know, good luck to them, and I'm really looking forward to watching the England game on the telly. And it'll be a very, very proud moment, I think, for every Scot 
uh, to see the women's team at the World Cup finals in France. Steve, you might not have World Cup experience, but when you look at the ex- the, the relative experience within the squad, I mean, I think there's five players on over 100 caps and some way over. I mean, Jane Ross, 126, Jennifer Beattie, 123, Kim Little, 132, there's 191. That's That will be important for a tournament environment, won't it? It certainly will, and they're going the, it'll be a new thing for, for everyone, so to have that experience behind you will be, will be vital. Um, but one thing I will say, they've, they've got a really tough group with, with England, Japan and Argentina, so... Um, but they've shown in the previous game against Brazil That they can beat the top side So I don't think there should be anything to fear And again what an achievement for, for Shelley Kerr And that group of girls to, to get to the World Cup It's just a fantastic achievement Jeffrey, it's clearly on the rise But a lot of work still to be done For the women's game in Scotland Do you think something like this can be a real boost? Um, yes and I think for the men as, I think for the, the, the men's game as well I mean some of the players play in England And they get a lot of coverage on TV I mean, I would like to also see if Scotland could show some of the women's football, like Glasgow City have a great team, and they don't seem to get much coverage. Um, and I think maybe the SFA should maybe do something with the women's team as well, like giving them some coverage on television. OK, thank you very much, Geoffrey and Giffnock. It's, all t- it's twofold as well, Mark. You're in a tournament, you want to win it, you want to do well. I mean, that, that goes without saying... I know you're saying you're going along to the Jamaica game with your daughter who also plays as well. There is that, there's that knock-on effect of hopefully what it can do for the next generation. Aye, yeah, I mean, what we want to do, do is, um, as best we can, is are create role models. You know, you're now seeing exposure that, that, that um, female footballers are, are getting on television, the, the media work, so they're now, they're now becoming, if you like, like, like real people, people you can relate to. It's not just something you just see, you know. On a team uh, sheet. Yeah, you know. Scored a goal, you know. Julie Fleeton's scored loads of goals, so you actually see these people. You see what they're about, and it makes you warm to them. So, what we need to try and do as a nation, and something we need to work at in terms of media exposure, the SFA, the full bit sponsorship, promotional work, PR, is actually doing more with them as much as we can mm. to create role models, so that the, the the next generation is safeguarded of of young girl footballers that want to get involved in the game, just like. Uh, and even the young girls more you know, they, they idolise Messi and all the rest but you want them to actually go and see you know, the, prop, the women's players mm-hmm. too so that's something that's a next step to try and create Tonight's teaser 10 years ago this weekend Stevie Smith featured in a 1-1 draw at Hibs for Rangers now he, he did he played he can't remember anything about it as you may have gathered we're looking for the start and living that day he was in it along with Whitaker, Weir and Alexander anymore right, I'll, I'll throw in Barry Ferguson no Kevin Thompson no you've said him already that's oh, even worse right I'll throw in I'll, I'll pick a wee left field one here Greg Wilde No but I'm going to leave it there And give you some thinking time We will try There's the keyword Try Jones. and get the answers next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's personal injury solicitors Compensation They know the score Talk to Thompson's.com If you've got a good trivia question And you'd like to hear it used on the show Then send it over to fulltime At Clyde One Com. Tonight's question is this Stevie Smith is with us tonight Alongside Mark Guidi Ten years ago this weekend He featured in a 1-1 draw at Hibs Can we name the Rangers starting 11 from that day It's not going great I'll be honest After 54 <laughs> guesses We've got four of them We've got Neil Alexander David Weir Stephen Whitaker And Stevie Smith He remembers that he started He doesn't really know where He thinks it was in midfield But now he's telling me It might be at left back And yeah. uh, we can't So what else have we got? Right, I'll throw in one For centre half beside David Weir Magic Baguera Yes Right. Stevie Smith, come on, redeem yourself. Valichka. Brilliant. Wow, shoot. that's a great one. That I is. thought you were n- never getting that. Right, I'll throw in one 
For wide Right Demarcus Beasley No Right Morris Edu Yes Oh great shout Well done Right else another one Pedro Mendes Yes Chris Boyd Yes Right two to get I think right. you got one of them During the break Maybe but he I'm did. Not... Mate, He's playing now Playing now Steve for Davis. Steve yeah. Davis. All right, one to get them. We'll leave it there because you've still right. got. So, sorry, we, are we looking for the left back? Because Stevie I, thinks he plays left mid. Well, hold left on. mid that day. Stevie Smith played and he can't even remember where he played. So <laughs> how am I supposed to look at the eleven and tell you where they you're, played if he you're doesn't know? The doubts in my mind. I'm positive I played wide left. Right. Well, if you played know. left left mid no and Stephen Whitaker didn't play in. Right, but honestly, I'm, we've got enough time. Right, Don't worry okay. about it just now. We'll, we'll, I've got uh, one in mind. We'll leave that there. Uh, the playoffs are in full swing in the the lower. Leagues of course And if you listen to Beat the Pundit You get the championship playoff The other one Leeds and Derby Did you watch the penalties last night? Oh, Aston Villa I did Scotland's I John it. McGinn Potentially ah, in the on. Premiership as well Yeah good on I'm going to go down I'm going to go down going, the, are you? Yeah, I'm going oh, to go wow. down on the Monday the 27th Decided Going to go down And, and, and cheer uh, John on So um, Yes absolutely delighted For them Good club Aston Villa um, Brilliant support um, Lost last year to Fulham Naturally I think um, if it's Leeds that go through Leeds will get into the game The favourite I think all all in all 11 v 11 Leeds have probably got the edge Over Aston Villa In terms of Ability And stuff like that But you just wouldn't Rule them mm. Rule them out And, and ball accounts my, my Dean Smith First class guy The manager Really good guy So let's see I hope they do well Could be quite a list Of Scottish midfielders Going into that Top flight next season Stevie We mentioned John Fleck And Kenny McLean Have already been promoted John McGinn May well join them and the three names you mentioned have been outstanding for, for their individual clubs um, I think John Ginn was, was man of the match last night again he was outstanding so again it shows you that the, the quality of players are, are there if, if we've got the right manager behind them and picking the right names and, and the right formations I, I do like it sorry, and I really like the look of Grealish as well eh? yeah, yeah. Oh, he looks he looks quite I mean, special you can, you can see forgive, why he's a 20 million 25 you can, for, million you can forgive player. the socks can't you yeah he's, 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 he's well I like him still time for you to get in touch 01419511025 Twitter is at Clyde SSB I'll take a wee look and see if anyone knows the last answer to the teaser let's speak to Bob in Kirkintilla hi Bob hi hi Pat hi Bob uh, hi guys thanks great show Robert thanks Bob what's your point uh, just going to say I uh, think uh, after the Old Firm game at the weekend there, uh, it's, I'm a Celtic fan, but uh, I think uh, I'm happy with the result because it's highlighted what's been done at Celtic Park. And uh, as has happened in the past, uh, it took Rangers to show Celtic the way forward. And uh, I think it has done after the weekend there. Uh, I think after the summer... After last summer, I should say, uh, Celtic had a terrible summer last summer. Uh, this summer, I believe, they've got to hit the uh, ground running and uh, it's about two years in front of them. Is that the potential downside, if there, if there can be one, to Rangers winning on, on Sunday, Mark? Is that we've kind of been here before. When Rangers knocked Celtic out, in the Scottish Cup semi-final mm. there was It was a great cause for celebration Rangers loved it And rightly so by the way mm. But it totally woke Celtic up And they went and got yeah. Brendan Rodgers And you know what yeah. happened In the, the two and a half seasons after that Is that is that the potential downside I, From a Rangers perspective? I, maybe But I don't think the situation is as serious As it was for Celtic Yeah because they may ago. still go on and win the treble Yeah, yeah. So I, I think that you know Celtic even though they were winning the leagues, we just knew that, you know, everybody could tell with the greatest respect. Ronnie Dyler wasn't the man. 
And even I think that at that time the transfer policy wasn't right at the club, the kind of players that were bringing in. I don't mind loan deals, loan deals can work for sure. But I think there was too many going on. There was just it just seemed a wee bit of disarray, but even Celtic were still winning the title. It's different now. And what they do have, they have a whether it's Neil Lennon or anybody else, they have a solid six or seven players, you know, proper winners to, to, to go and build on for the for the for the new season and, and to go and um, strengthen the squad. There'll be a lot of changes made. But they, they they will retain a core group that would give you confidence um, for Celtic that they can still, regardless of what Rangers do, that they'll still have enough to go and win the league next season. But for Rangers, if you look from Rangers' point of view, you like was a case in December twenty ninth after the one 0 game, you can sniff it. You know it's there. It's within touching distance. I think for Rangers, and if they get it right during the summer. Absolutely you can't rule Rangers out If it is a treble treble Stephen And I don't want to upset Ross The, the Hearts fan If it is a treble treble That clearly carries way more weight Than one defeat to Rangers However can can individual games Sometimes shine a light on On what needs to be done going forward Sometimes But I think it was the, the way that Rangers performed In that game that, that gives everybody And even before the game I sensed a belief in the stadium And again I, I, I've not felt that for a long time I think it's a fan base that are fully behind the manager Again, it looks like Rangers have got a plan in terms of the recruit, uh, recruitment with Mark Allen. Um, so there's a, a plan there from Rangers. I think that, again, gives the fans belief that they're capable of going mounting that challenge and um, overtaking Celtic and winning the title. Just quickly, Bob, the previous caller was a Hearts fan who said Rangers, uh, Celtic are complacent about winning the, the treble treble. Any concerns for you going into that Scottish Cup final? No, I don't think uh, Celtic have any concerns at the Scottish Cup final. What I'm concerned about is uh, since Invincible season... Gradually, very gradually, mm. it's kind of uh, petered out. And uh, my worry is, being a, a season ticket holder, is uh, next year they have to get this summer correct. They have to be better than they were last summer. I'm talking about the board here. I'm talking about higher up, where they have to get it right for if Celtic want to go on towards nine in a row and then ten in a row. Okay, thank you very much, Bob and Kirk and Tillock. We will leave it there because the guys have still got one more answer to get from the Rangers starting 11 that drew one all at Hibs 10 years ago this weekend. The reason we ask it is because Stevie Smith's here, he played in it. You've got all but one Alexander, Weir, Whitaker, Bugera, Smith, Edu, Davis, Mendez, Boyd, Valichka. Right. Uh, I've got one that's my shout. I've got a shout. That Bob Malcolm has just texted to me, which I won't do. Uh, thanks for admitting that you're uh, yeah, cheating. I, I, That's great. No, I'm not. I'm being honest. All right. Okay. So Bob Malcolm. But my shout is Ricky Foster. No, Steve right. Smith. I am blank. I've not got a clue. Right. I'll give you Bob Malcolm shout, which actually I mentioned to Stevie Smith, and he said no, he'd already left by then. Brahim Hamdani. No, he had left. All ah, right. Okay. <laughs> That's initials. Initials. Right. Here's the clue. Right. Right. Imagine you've just played a game for the national team. And you're caught on camera Calling the opposition cheats After the game And the manager has to Christian shout your Daly. name Christian Daly Oh I'd never have got that I'd never There have we go that. Stevie Smith looks so confused <laughs> I would definitely would never have got that Never yeah. According to soccer base Blame them But yeah Alexander we are Christian Daly So that means Daly played right back Whitaker played left back And I played wide left Well glad we got that yeah, okay. Thank you to Stevie Smith Joining us for the first time As a pundit tonight Thank you Mark Guidi as always, thank you for all your calls and tweets. Stay with Yardo Callum's got a cracking show coming up. He's joined by Ellie Goulding and your chance to win VIP tickets to transmit as well. Stay tuned.
Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Compensation. They know the score. Talk to Thompson's.com.